Hello, Tom Myers here. If you're like me and you've got a lot to say, a lot of stories to share, a lot of opinions to give, then listen up. I'm going to talk about something that's going to take your passion for podcasts to the next level. I'm talking about the 7 Million Bikes podcast course. This is the podcasting course you need. Imagine having the skills, the knowledge, and the confidence to create, produce, and grow a successful podcast. And you're not doing it alone. I'm talking about Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, founder of 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. He knows what it takes to turn your passion into a podcast that stands out. He's going to guide you through everything from podcast ideas that resonate to nailing that audio production and even editing your episodes like a pro. With 23 tutorials and over three hours of video content, this course is packed with practical tips, real-world examples, and everything you need to know to get started. Just $97 for a wealth of knowledge that'll set you up for podcasting success it's a no-brainer think about it less than a hundred bucks to unleash your creativity share your story and potentially even turn your passion into a profitable business people like ian payton who's taken the course launched their own podcast and already in the top 10 percent of podcasts worldwide and you could be next the seven million bikes podcast course is your ticket to podcasting greatness. Go to the link in my show notes right now and let's make your podcasting dream a reality. Hi, I'm A.A. Ron, the owner and producer of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Bombing Run, the original comedy combat game show. It's an hour's worth of comedians clashing with their jokes. And soon to be released, Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a twist. It will be a mix of comedy, unusual questions and music with orb as the host oddly funny productions we might be odd but we bring the funny to you that's a-w-d-l-y funny productions hey everyone it's me again if you're tired of listening to this show with all these ads in the way go ahead and subscribe to my patreon in addition to listening to this show without the ads you also get extended versions of these episodes and bonus clips as well doesn't cost that much you can get plans for as low as one dollar a month you can show the love and your support just go to patreon.com slash tom myers spelled m-y-e-r-s and subscribe and listen and enjoy today again that's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. And welcome to the Tom Myers versus the rest of the world 2022 year in recoil special. A lot happened this year. Elon Musk purchased Twitter. He walked into the headquarters the day the deal went through carrying a sink and tweeted that photo with the message. Let that sink in. The following day, the Twitter employees demonstrated what they thought of the new boss by bringing in bags of horse manure. Elon Musk was booed when he joined Dave Chappelle on stage. Still, that reaction was better than most of the comedy club guest spots I've watched. (laughs) Alex Jones and Infowars lost a civil suit where they have to pay the families of the Sandy Hook victims millions of dollars. This is after his attorneys accidentally sent incriminating texts from Jones's phone to the Sandy Hook family's lawyers. Clearly one of the unforeseen effects of extra chromosomes in frogs about which Alex has been warning us for years. It was called InfoWars, and it looks like InfoWan. 
Someone said Alex Jones is as crazy as Maryland drivers. Even I wouldn't insult Maryland drivers like that. <laughs> I hear Alex Jones is coping with the judgment against him by claiming it's a false flag operation. Gas prices skyrocketed and then came back down just as quick this year, with gas prices going down for 98 consecutive days, unheard of in previous summers. Shell was offering its reward members a chance to win $1 off per gallon on their next fill-up. On average, people's gas tanks are 15 gallons, so basically they're offering to front $15 to any random winner. That would be a great prize if it was when they first struck oil in 1859. <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Greene said to a live audience that you can pick up a dildo and a butt plug at CVS and Target. She worked it out when she went shopping with Matt Gates, and someone pointed them out and yelled, Hey, look, everyone, a dildo and a butt plug. <laughs> Gates was seen socializing at a holiday party with Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. If you're trying to remove the stink of being accused of having sex with sex trafficked underage girls, maybe the one person you want to stay away from is Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> it's like a guy who beats his wife, not wanting people to know he's a wife beater and hanging out with OJ Simpson. <laughs> WNBA player Brittany Griner was freed from a Russian prison. A lot of people were upset that she was traded for a Russian arms dealer. Apparently, conservatives don't like mass murdering mercenaries freed from custody unless they're in the United States military. <laughs> and now on with the show. Please join me in welcoming Jeff Heisen, Abby Mello, Michelle Wojcikowski, and Chip Jones. Hey, Tom. Everyone, welcome. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining me tonight. So how is everyone's 2022? Well, I want to use your airways and your vast listening audience, Tom, to wish a happy birthday message. This is, yes, this counts as a card to, <laughs> to my friend Alan, my college roommate, who has had a difficult 2022. He lost his wife. And he's coming out at the end of the year, smiling. I'm very proud of him. Happy birthday to my college roommate, Alan, in Massachusetts. Hey. Hey, happy, happy birthday. birthday. There we go. Does this count as a card and a present or just a card? <laughs> it's only Tom's show. It's just a card. <laughs> the president is after listening to what we talk about here. He feels a lot better about himself. <laughs> Well, I had my annual Christmas time meltdown yesterday and I'm better. So there was that, <laughs> um, you know, where all of a sudden you think, oh, my God, I haven't done anything. And, you know, I have a friend who does a Christmas countdown. His name is Chris. And he, you know, every day it's like 11 days to Christmas, 10 days to Christmas. And I'm thinking, ah, so I completely melted down and then I cried and then I talked to my husband. And then I got my shit together and now I'm OK. When you say it's your annual, do you have it as an annual task on your Google Calendar? Uh, I probably should add it because at some point, I'm hoping not to melt down next year. I, I've, I've, you know, I'm trying to get more zen with things, but, uh, but yeah, usually, usually, I, I should, I should write it down, you know, because um, it'd be interesting to see if I tend to melt down around the same day each year. Uh, but I usually have a pre-Christmas meltdown. 
So nobody's getting cards till January. I'm not making cookies. Um, we're going to decorate and that's going to be it. And I'm almost done shopping. I'm the rest of it's going to be Amazon and that's it. So I have enjoyed 2022 because I've been able to keep certain people out of my lives by simply saying we're still quarantining for COVID. So, uh, <laughs> that may that, actually be true though. That's been a blessing. Yeah. That's well i i truly hate to steal thunder from jeff's college roommate um i i apologize but um i i became a a second protected class yesterday i i turned 40 so i am now now protected under two different (laughs) can't fire me for two reasons now You know, as a, as a as an African American, I've been a protected class all my life. Hasn't helped. <laughs> so, how about you, Tom? Oh, I tell you what, like I got my very first, uh, I got my very first tree for this little apartment in which I live. Oh, nice. So, I mean, it's like it's it's an artificial tree, so it's already come pre-decorated. Because mm-hmm. I hate putting the elbow grease into this podcast. And everyone listens to it. Just like a tree that only I get to see. And maybe I post it on my Instagram. It's like, I can't really be, I can't really be bothered to do that much. You need to start having us all over to your place then. That's right. That's right. That would, that would take care of the whole problem. But no, here we are on Zoom again. Yeah. yeah. And, and Tom, I would come, but you know, we're still quarantining. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you. I haven't soundproofed the basement yet. <laughs> but so you got an artificial tree. I don't know if you've been seeing uh, the prices of the real trees are going through the roof, apparently, you know, because they couldn't find workers to chop them down. I heard one lady on CNN said said that the real trees are going through the roof. People are paying $800 to $1,000 for a real tree. <laughs> I'm like, who, who is this, who <laughs> is this she woman? Shopping? <laughs> who, who is she friends with? You know, this is like... <laughs> All of my friends have 30-foot ceilings. It's like, what? <laughs> All my friends live in Rockefeller Center. Yeah, that's how it's... I went to a holiday party, and at the very end of the party, one of the people I used to work with started to say Merry Christmas to me. I don't observe Christmas. And then he paused, and he had this horrified look on his face. And, and then he said, oh, I'm sorry. Happy Hanukkah. And he, he sounded it out with emphasis. He did everything but the sound as if I would go up in flames if someone wished, wished me a Merry Christmas. Goyam of the world. It's okay. We, we don't mind. You can say Merry Christmas. You can think that we observe your holiday. That's fine. But- We're not going to be upset. But Jeff, Jeff, you do observe our holiday. I, I always tell Jewish people, Merry Chinese Food Day. That's there you I go. <laughs> we, watch, we watch the Hallmark movie. We still watch Hallmark Christmas movies in this house. And the conceit was that the, the, the uh, family's Chinese restaurant was going to go out of business on December 25th. this was the most absurd thing in the world to my wife and myself that's the biggest day of the year 
I thought the guy was going to say, oh, I'm sorry, you're a lawyer. Because <laughs> okay, I just discovered that in 2022. No. There he, we go. He, he was also. <laughs> I think if we start titling these episodes, uh, Jeff may have just given me Goy to the World as the, title, <laughs> as the title of this one. For the people of Ukraine, 2022 was a year of national unity and defending their country against an attack from Russia. The first time one European country was invaded by a sovereign power since World War II. With Fox echoing the Russian talking point of the invasion being a special military operation, former Ukrainian President Poroshenko took to its air to express his pleasure of the network in this clip. For more now, we're going to bring in the former president of Ukraine, Petro Poroshenko. He has a new five-step plan for peace based on his own experiences with the Russian president. First of all, President uh, Poroshenko, uh, thank you for joining us. And I, I'd like to commend you for your valiant and heroic example of leadership by joining the fight yourself against uh, Russian forces. I definitely, first of all, I wanna thank the Fox News for the objective information from Ukraine while I'm here, here. Tom, was that the first time ever that the words objective and Fox News were uttered in the same sentence? Yeah, usually it's objectionable. Is usually <laughs> how it's oh, nice. <laughs> so. Chip is on fire today. <laughs> I wonder what it's like to be a past Ukrainian president knowing that your job went to a comedian right after you. It's like, <laughs> anybody could do this job. Give it to the comedian. <laughs> House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy, before the election, said, our 401ks have become 201ks. Well, we know that at least three of those K's have gone to the modern Republican Party. <laughs> it's a given that the party in power will very likely lose seats in the legislative body every midterm election cycle. Although that wasn't necessarily true this year, the point is driven home even more when attendees at political rallies express sentiments like those of this voter. Just keep it flying. Keep it flying? And, and why do you want to keep it flying? Why do you want to, why would anybody want to erase our heritage? Well, some people would say that that flag symbolizes uh, racism, it symbolizes slavery, um, and they might have some valid points there. Uh, that's their opinion, you know, they're welcome to their opinion if they want it. Are you, are you pro-slavery or against slavery? I have no comment, but thank you for the interview. I'll give you one more chance, pro, pro or anti-slavery. Uh, no comment. I'll give you one more opportunity to say you're pro or anti-slavery. No comment. All right. Well, there you have it. No, no comment on the uh, if you're in favor of slavery or not. I mean, these, oh, my God. These people are in favor of softball interviews. I mean, that was just the same softball question, like, you know, three times in a row. <laughs> is, he in people, favor, is he in favor of kittens? You're uh, you're. You're assuming that that softball, it's a softball to everyone. Some people, it's, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know. That Am was, I? I don't know. Uh, that was like the opposite of gotcha journalism. Like, <laughs> he was like, I am trying to help right. you look less stupid right now. <laughs> the guy was just like, nope, nope, no, nope. not taking your help. <laughs> The guy, the guy should have just said, well, wait a minute. Let me pull out a sheet of paper and do the pro and cons before I answer this question. Let's see. Yeah. 
<laughs> Let's see, pro slavery. I got a lot of heavy stuff. I need somebody to carry for me. Uh, <laughs> like, uh... For obvious reasons, I'm just letting Chip run with this. <laughs> We're afraid to say anything. So, yeah. I, know. <laughs> I, 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 I think this is the first time being in this protective class works out for me. I think <laughs> it's, uh, it's like, yeah. Oh my God. All right. <laughs> With a full year gone by without Donald Trump anywhere near the levers of power, several fringe and right-wing groups have done everything they can to see that certain values in this country are being maintained. In this clip, one of those groups, the Watchmen, lead a gathering in this unusually energetic prayer. All right, go ahead. All right, Dutch, lead us. So we'll read it together, okay? As a patriot of faith... I attest my allegiance first and foremost to the kingdom of God and the Great Commission. Secondly, I agree to be a watchman over our nation concerning its people and their rights for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Whereas we, the church, are God's governing body on the earth. Whereas we have been given legal power from heaven and now exercise our authority. Whereas we are God's ambassadors and spokespeople over the earth. Whereas through the power of God, we are the world influencers. Whereas because of our covenant with God, we are equipped and delegated by him to destroy every attempted advance of the enemy. We know this, here we go. We know this country was founded on Judeo-Christian principles. We know the truth, therefore we stand for truth and will never be deceived. We will never stop fighting. We will never perfect if when the, the speakers said do you like that if everybody in the audience had just gone that was all right <laughs> i have one uh, note I, as decrees go that was a little wordy yeah <laughs> well you yeah, know i was wondering the, the thing if michelle struck... was like particularly bothered by the run-on sentences as yeah. a writer you know well <laughs> i try not to have a stroke when i'm on tom's podcast <laughs> I, I think that would just that would just ruin the mood. So did it, did, yeah. did it did it strike anybody else that the new kids on the block have gotten old? <laughs> <laughs> but what I think was was pretty interesting about that is they talked about how God has given them the legal decree, and all this time I didn't know God was was a lawyer. Well, he is so, Jewish, you know, right? Jeff, I mean, yeah, that's right. You know. <laughs> Just because he's God doesn't mean he passed the bar. <laughs> but his mother thinks he has, though, right? 
Well, what I showed here was just um, an excerpt of that. I mean, yeah. otherwise, the actual prayer itself was, I think, four or five minutes long. Oh and it was God. really difficult to right. go ahead and sort through what I wanted to share because like, all <laughs> of it, all of it was gold. I know. <laughs> Earlier this month, Biden signed the Marriage Protection Act into law, thus codifying it and protecting it from any rescinding by an increasingly conservative and activist Supreme Court. In the process of the bill's passage, several Republican lawmakers, angry at some of their colleagues on their side of the aisle, went to great lengths to do everything they could to derail this piece of legislation. Missouri Congresswoman Vicki Hartzler was one of them. She is what it would sound like if you took that state Senator Josh Hawley and removed the testosterone. As we can see in this clip of her urging her colleagues to vote against the bill. Mr. Speaker, I'll tell you my priority. Protect religious liberty, protect people of faith, and protect Americans who believe in the true meaning of marriage. I hope and pray that my colleagues will find the courage to join me in opposing this misguided and this dangerous bill. I yield back. I like that while she was doing that, the staffer was just on the phone like it would have been great if it would have been great if that staffer was on grinder or just like looking up looking up porn or something she doesn't have any gay friends because if she did she'd dress better <laughs> well that's not entirely true did you right. see where her nephew came out and oh. just basically ridiculed her for that for that good. performance good she's I fighting she that. is fighting for the true sovereignty of Marriage between a man and his second wife. I mean, <laughs> we can't allow this to keep going. <laughs> the staff member on the phone while the boss, if that's her boss, uh, is outstanding. She's probably, right. probably texting, oh, she's at it again. I roll with you. <laughs> I hate her, but I need this job. Sad fix <laughs> Right. Did you take a look at my resume yet? <laughs> <That's right>. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's get a count of all of her Republican uh, counterparts that are on their third and fourth marriage. Let's find out. That's it. right. Yeah. I mean, she should have said, you know, the I forget what terminology she used, but you know, traditional, you know, family values, and where you know, where marriage is between a man, a woman, their government, and their tax accountant, right? I mean. <laughs> And their stepchildren. <laughs> and the occasional hookup that they have uh, that they right. need online. <laughs> this year saw the loss of one of the longest reigning monarchs in history. Queen Elizabeth II passed away at the age of 96 after a reign that lasted 70 years. King Charles III took the throne at the age of 73, or as Joe Biden calls him, a young buck. <laughs> I feel sorry for my British listeners who now have to get used to larger coins to compensate for King Charles's ears. I'm really upset because I had an opportunity to make a lot of money on a bet that Keith Richards would outlive the queen. <laughs> and before you tell me that the late queen was older, you're wrong. Keith Richards is 215 years old. <laughs> the Queen's body traveled from Balmoral to Edinburgh to her final resting place in London. Basically, they logged more miles than the Baltimore-based Drink Tour Funny Comedy Tour. 
That one was for the back of the room. (laughs) (laughs) Donald Trump said he would have gotten a better seat than Joe Biden at the Queen's funeral if he were still president. Personally, I would rather have seen Donald Trump in the casket. (laughs) Trump would basically be the equivalent of a guest who shows up and sticks his cock in the corpse's ear. He would probably forget the Queen is dead and draw a dick on her face because he thinks he's just passed out. In this video, a local Baltimore station recalls the time the recently deceased monarch visited our city. Real welcome awaited Queen Elizabeth when the presidential helicopter landed at Lake Clifton. Her Majesty Prince Philip and President and Mrs. Bush got into a waiting limousine for the motorcade trip to Memorial Stadium. The royal party arrived right on schedule as crowds of royal watchers waved and cheered, all of them eager to get a glimpse of Her Highness. First stop on the agenda was a tent reception complete with Maryland crab cakes fit for a queen. Then it was time for the monarch to meet the Orioles and the Oakland A's. The players were on their best behavior. No tobacco chewing, sunflower spitting, or unsightly scratching for these regal guests. From Frank Robinson on down, they followed proper protocol perfectly. Cal Ripken Sr. even removed his cap for Her Majesty. Cal Jr. paused to pose for a picture with President Bush. At one point, the Queen ventured out of the dugout to greet the fans, and they loved it. As the whole stadium stood for the British national anthem, the Queen settled back behind the bulletproof glass installed in the private box of Orioles owner Eli Jacobs. There she enjoyed baseball, Baltimore style. But she didn't try one of our uncommonly good hot dogs. The Queen seemed too interested in the O's to take time out to eat. She looked lovely, yes. Uh-huh. And I waved, she waved to me and I waved at her. I'm sure how she waved. She did like this. <laughs> Why do you think it's so special for the Queen to come to Baltimore? Well, you can only see her a few times in a lifetime. The most exciting moment of my life. She's just... I've just admired her ever since her car, seeing her coronation on television. She's been my idol. Oh my gosh, oh my God, she was so great. Cool. Yes. I mean, like, she came oh. all the way from England. They're all right, but just a couple of foreigners coming over to visit, see a ball game, whatever. <laughs> was, that, was, was that last guy Stanley? Is that a cameo, Stanley? That was great. I mean, if anything, it was it was a cross section of everybody I remember like going to baseball games as a kid. That's cool. You know, including yeah. the, the the quasi xenophobia there at the end. <laughs> Here's some trivia, Tom. I bet you didn't know that the Queen had Randy Milligan on her fantasy team. <laughs> I did know that. <laughs> you know, you know, little known fact too. All of the black baseball players. We're asking, going through the line, okay, which old white lady's the queen again? (laughs) As we say goodbye to another year, we can look forward to moments where entertainers give us unique ways to celebrate the previous 12 months. As this clip of New York City police officers standing guard of the celebration in Times Square shows us. Yo, 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 check this out. I'm about to make the po-po. Drop it down to the flow, flow. Sway to the left. Sway to the right now. Sway to the left. Sway to the right now. Drop it down low. Drop it down low. Look at that. Those are Megan knees. Those are Officer Leanne's knees. I salute you. Thank you for all you do tonight, keeping us safe. 
Yeah, I think they were within their rights to pull their guns and shoot her. I mean, I think that's <laughs> that's a justifiable shoot. I think. Jeez, I just I had to make sure that wasn't Fox. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Megan Fox? What, what, what? <laughs> God, that's just so horrible. horrible. (laughs) Yeah, I think that right there is where the Blue Lives Matter movement should have just dissolved. (laughs) It's not all you're doing here while people are like killing each other right off camera. I think I think you're going a little bit hard on the cops. It's not their fault. They were drunk. I mean, come on. It's, It's New Year's Eve. Come on. In conclusion, with all the people we lost in 2022, it's interesting to note some of the notables. Bob Saget, Christine McVie, Louis Anderson, Estelle Harris, Gilbert Gottfried, Olivia Newton-John, Norm MacDonald, Meatloaf, Naomi Judd, the list goes on and on. The magnitude of the people we lost this particular year leaves me with one burning question. Who will be the leader among the dead celebrities of 2022? No, not Sidney Poitier. And if you guessed Ivan Reitman, definitely not. Also, scratch Ray Liotta and James Kahn, worthy candidates, but not enough to be this year's figurehead. Not even Paul Sorvino or Taylor Hawkins, even though they're both good choices. And no, definitely not Jerry Lee Lewis. Fuck that guy. <laughs> definitely not John Y. Brown Jr., who bought KFC from Colonel Sanders and didn't even have the foresight to die from heart trouble or high cholesterol from his products but complications from COVID-19, the dumb bastard. So who is the ideal leader of the club of celebrities who died in 2022? Who else but the number one badass, Angela Lansbury? (laughs) I don't care that this seems implausible or that my software automatically suggests that the word badass might be offensive to anyone hears this. Hell, has it even heard the rest of my podcasts or read the episode script? We know Angela Lansbury is a badass because, like her TV alter ego Jessica Fletcher for Murder, she wrote, she will be forever helping avenge those who have gone before her who died at the hand of someone else. And she will have a great wingman. No, not the actor who played the sheriff on Murder, she wrote, who died days after Mrs. Lansbury. You would only be correct if you guessed that Angela Lansbury will be aided in her pursuit of justice by the one, the only, Coolio. (laughs) Rest in power, man. For good measure, as we have a couple of weeks left from the recording of this episode to its broadcast, I'll throw in some people's honorary mentions who I'm willing to guess will die by the time this episode airs. Oh, no. Including... (laughs) (laughs) Including Pat Boone, Pauly D from Jersey Shore, and last, but certainly not least, the guy who showed up at my house late on Christmas Eve wearing a Santa hat, a balaclava, and thong speedos, carrying a bag with a whip a ball gag, crazy glue, mayonnaise, strawberries, and Crisco without calling ahead first to see if I'm in the mood. (laughs) At least that's the excuse I'll have my attorney use at the trial should I get caught. (laughs) And on that note, that's it for 2022. I want to thank Jeff Heisen, Abby Mello, Michelle Wojcikowski, and Chip Jones. Happy New Year, everybody. This episode was written and hosted by Tom Myers with panelists Jeff Heisen, Abby Mello, Michelle Wojcikowski, and Chip Jones. Theme music composed and arranged by Euron Vandenberg. 
Executive Producers, Tom Myers, Matt Connerton for IPM Nation, and Eddie Carson for Odyssey Radio. Please leave a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast's Patreon for extended episodes, bonus clips, and more. Thank you for listening, and please visit TomMyers.us. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you want to listen to more of this episode, go ahead and subscribe to my Patreon. There you can get extended versions of episodes like this one, as well as bonus clips. You can even listen to regular episodes without all these pesky little ads through which you have to fast forward. Doesn't really cost that much. Plans as low as $1 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Tom Myers, spelled M-Y-E-R-S. Show the love, subscribe, show your support today. That's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Hi everyone. I'm Orb. I am not the official spokesperson for Ugly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. A-A-Ron is tied up right now. Shut up, I'll untie you in a minute. Here at Oddly, we're producing some great shows. Bombing Run, where comedians compete to see who's Joker Ace. And Orb's Wacky World, a talk show with a mix of comedy, uncomfortable questions, and music hosted by yours truly. When you think of comedy, think of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y, funny productions. Now, how do I get out of here? Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.